Today on Locked On Rockies, after the big change in the middle of the season to shift to the young core, the Colorado Rockies opened the door for a lot of possibilities. One of those in 2024, much more aggression on the base paths. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the ninth day of October in the year 2023. I'm your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, you're in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every day, as long as I don't have a last second schedule change like I did last week. Disregard that. <laughs> But anyway, I've been talking Rockies baseball here on the network for three seasons now. been following this team my entire life. and proud to be a your Rockies fan extraordinaire. And uh, today on the pod, we're going to talk about base stealing opportunities and how that's a shift that's really hap- that, that you can look at as a big change. And something the Rockies overall in the season finished very low on, I believe potentially towards the bottom. We'll, we'll look and, and check the numbers. But... This is a, a an area where the Rockies can see massive improvement if the if we can see uh, the same or if we see similar players or basically the same roster we were seeing towards the end of the uh, the, the season. There, I also want to talk about the uh, there was some discussion about postseason uh, format. And if it's uh, a problem, if it's unfair, if the wait's too long, and this, that, and the other thing. And I want to talk about that because here's my philosophy, my little quick little thought on that. Stop giving good teams excuses for underperforming in the big moments. We'll dive more into that uh, later on, but I wanted to to start with our Rockies-focused topic, and that is going to be stolen bases. This is something I think we're going to bring up a lot, and it's something I'm going to ask, uh, you know, the folks that we talk to throughout the offseason, because this is, as we've seen this year, and as we've seen from other teams, it's an area that is part of the new era of baseball, especially while the pitching rules are the way they are. Now, changes could come to the disengagement and pickoff rules this offseason, certainly, but it's still something to keep in mind, and I just want to look at where the Rockies finished in terms of stolen bases and the important context of remember who was playing for a consistent part of the season for the Rockies versus the people uh, that, that finished the season and where they were able to finish in terms of stolen bases. And you at least can raise an eyebrow and say, the Rockies should be much more active on the base paths next year with a couple of people leading the way. We're going to dive into that and much, much more. But before we do, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so the Rockies in 2023, they were in the bottom five in baseball when it comes to base stealing at 447 stolen bases uh the team that led the uh oh i'm sorry i have that that's walks i have that uh, incorrectly i was like that's a lot sorry my apologies rewind bloop, bloop, bloop. the rockies are in the bottom three in stolen bases at 76 stolen bases uh only the angels and giants stole fewer bases than the rockies 
And uh, leading the way, the Reds stole 190. The Diamondbacks in second at 166. The Royals at 163. The Rays at 160. The Guardians 151. And the Athletics at 149 there, uh, the top six. I'll just finish the top ten. Why not? Uh, The Phillies at 141. The Cubs at 140. The Padres at 137. And the Braves at 132. So not all of those teams are playoff teams. But what are the Royals and the Athletics and the Diamondbacks? Young and exciting. Same with the Guardians have a lot of young people, young uh, talent as well. And they also clearly are a team that went into this season and went into the 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 approach of this season being we're going to take bases. We're going to open up the door for and opportunities for players and we're going to let our young superstars and our fast guys utilize that speed everywhere in the field and when they get on base. Now, the Rockies got to get on base first, and we know the offensive woes of of their players, especially when you look at their uh, best base dealer and uh, one of their best base dealers, I should say, uh, and team leader in base stealing this year, Brenton Doyle, at 22 stolen bases uh, there. Nolan Jones right behind at 20. But that's signi- the Rockies having two 20 base dealers is significant, especially those guys that weren't playing all the time this year, that weren't regular starters that didn't come into the season knowing that they were going to be in the lineup every single day until later on. Both of them did get, uh, you know, over 300 at bats uh, with Doyle almost getting 400 and and Nolan Jones getting uh, 367 of those at bats. But that sets the stage for the Rockies to be aggressive on the base paths out the gate with those players. Next year, we know the Rockies can be more aggressive with certain players. And then we also know the Rockies have players that are willing to still go and steal bags and in the right situations can be successful. It, it wasn't pretty. It didn't look good. But Charlie Blackman did have success taking bags. I'm not saying that the Rockies are going to lean too heavily on Charlie Blackman stealing bases. But is it crazy to think that if Charlie Blackman played a full season that he could have 10 stolen bases on the year? I don't think so. Ezekiel Tovar, 11 stolen bases to start his career. If he can uptick that, if the Rockies can get three 20 20 base stealers, I mean, that's a lot. That's nine more stolen bases for Ezekiel Tovar. That's a pretty big jump for that. That's but 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 just imagine that that how much deeper and how much more of a threat the Rockies offense can get, especially when we now have a good, pretty good understanding that Nolan Jones is going to play a role in the middle of the lineup, so is Ezekiel Tovar, and then Brenton Doyle is someone that can jumpstart rallies at the end of the lineup, especially if we're going to if he can continue to stride, make strides with his offense. There's a reason we talked about how important his offense can be next year, because if Brenton Doyle can get on base more, if Brenton Doyle can cut out the strikeouts and replace with walks or singles even, He's someone that could steal 30 bases for the Colorado Rockies next year. He's someone that's going that we know, bearing injury, is going to be the starting center fielder for the Rockies next year because of that defense. And so if he's going to be able to so we know that the Rockies have two 20 base stealers in the lineup next year. Something we had certainly had no even not even close to that thought going into this season. When the Rockies went young. And when the Rockies started, when they when they said Doyle and Jones are the outfielders and they are playing out there and they're getting the consistent time, they opened the door for them to be more aggressive on the base paths and aggressive they were. It's really again that's a it, it's the bottom of the uh, it's the bottom of the barrel for the Rockies, but the but just those two guys 
account for more than half of the Rockies' stolen bases. And they had and and they were players that didn't start the year every and, and weren't playing every day to start the season. So if we can see three Rockies players and Tovar Jones and Doyle improve on already solid starts when it comes to stealing bases mixed in with the fact that Alan Trejo, Ryan McMahon, uh, both stole five bases this year and Charlie Blackman had four and could potentially get a couple more. The Rockies are, have, have have positioned themselves to be a more aggressive team on the base paths and they're not going to blow anyone out of the water. I don't think they're going to be out stealing the reds anytime soon, but the Rockies, if you can find yourself a little bit more in the middle of the pack, if you can steal over 100 bases next year, you're going to create opportunities for yourself. You're going to create RBI potential, and you're going to make Coors Field more exhausting, especially when you know that the teams are going to have to come in and you're ready to run on them. Pitchers are going to have to be smart in how they approach even another factor of pitching at Coors. If the Rockies steal more bases, if the Rockies become more aggressive on the base pass, they will make their opposition more uncomfortable, and they can step on the gas a little bit. And at least you can get some productivity out of a team that's highly prone to strikeout. If the Rockies are at least going to be go down on strikes, if they can have batters that are able to steal some bases, put themselves in a scoring position, help the Rockies out a little bit, it's going to be a benefit. The benefit to all of this, especially stolen bases, though, will go back to those strikeouts. So, again, I, I, if the Rockies get these guys, especially led by Jones, Tovar, and Doyle, three of their young guys, if they all make strides in stealing bases, I hope the rest of the team can follow suit, and I hope this team can steal 100 bases next year because I really do think that stealing bases is part of the recipe for success in the modern-day game. And it opens up the possibility for, for, for other things and makes your team – you can just add pressure early and take advantage of, of, of situations and set up, more, set up more scoring situations for your team and get more out of at-bats, get more out of singles, get more out of people on base. So – uh, that's my Rocky spiel of the day. The, uh, the, my, my, my thoughts surrounding the team, because coming up in the next segment and it's going to trickle over into the next one. I, I want to talk a little bit about the playoffs and I want to talk about the format. And, and I just want to talk about how some of the coverage and how some of the stuff that I've seen being framed is just kind of a crutch for, for teams that historically, have have fallen short, have had great regular season success, but have fallen short in the postseason. And I just don't think that that's the, the, the best way to handle it. And we'll do that coming up here in uh, segments two and three. But before we do that, got to tell you about game time. And I, I just used game time this weekend, actually. Uh, I was trying to go see the Postal Service and Death Cab for Cutie, and uh, I did. Thanks to Game Time because they hooked me up with some last second tickets. I was working, I got my schedule got flipped. I was working up until right before the show. I was I knew I was covered because Game Time has me covered with great deals all the way up to basically a little after the event start even. Game Time's got you covered with flash deals and zone deals, so there's all sorts of opportunities to save some money. And my favorite part of of buying my tickets through Game Time 
pictures of the seats. I knew exactly where I was going, so I had my tickets and a good understanding of what my money was going towards, and game time will be the fast and easiest way for you to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Go to Game Time and get the Game Time app. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If you're checking us out on your favorite streaming service or you're checking us out on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, where your subscription is the best way to help the show grow and where you can drop your Rockies hot takes in the Locked On Rockies YouTube comment section you are helping the show. You're an everydayer. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Uh, so there was some coverage and some people talking, and, and I haven't dove too much into it. I didn't read a bunch of it because really it's just the concept to start here with the postseason. Major League Baseball and the people in Major League Baseball, they they it's always it's always mess with it's always tinker with it's always figure this out it's always try this and especially of late and now some people are worried with the way the postseason is going and 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 the way it's shaping up that it might not be the most fair the gap between the wild card and the division series that rest period all that stuff gets in the way of these other teams and as a fan of a team that unfortunately was on the negative end of a long break in the postseason that was costly, there's a lot of other factors to go into the Rockies versus Red Sox World Series, but definitely that time in between was a factor considering the Rockies were on such a roll and had that momentum build up. I sit here and I see this coverage and I see when it's released and I, and I just say that's timely. It's timely because the big names struggled. The favorites have struggled. The teams that were supposed to win have not won. It was the case in the wild card, most cases. I think in just about every case, but most cases. Not in every case. And then Clayton Kershaw gets rocked. The Braves, they're vulnerable. They 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 go down and 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 then it's all the break, all this. Here's the deal. Here's, I mean, it's the playoffs. It's 162 games. It's a long season already. It seems like a way for the coverage to shift from the complexities and the... weirdness of baseball it comp- it, 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 it it just seems to ignore that it's like and and to always just lean on oh well there's something wrong if the dodgers are gonna, guess what the dodgers just have not performed up to snuff in the playoffs up to their regular season record up to their legacy up to their reputation and and they'll be the first to admit that but but to sit here and again say ah oh, well 
do you want the playoffs expanded for more teams in or not? Because you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to open up these. Uh, the, you, you've already opened up this can of worms. It's either go back to a more restricted playoff system so that the regular season truly ultimately matters the most. And the teams that perform in the regular season get the benefits and it's not too long and it goes to that method. Or embrace the fact that, in my opinion, baseball is better with these teams, with these teams going and fighting, with these teams that have to start going into every game matters, we need to win now mentality sooner rather than later to set themselves up for success. Because when their backs are against the wall, when they're the ones that are hated on, instead of these teams that get to just skate in, looking at you, Atlanta and the Dodgers, you always win your divisions, and then, uh-oh, trouble in the playoffs. Is there something wrong with the format because the Braves and the Dodgers lost in their first game in the division series? It's a, it just seems like a crutch for these big teams that shouldn't be absolved of the criticism and of the fault when it comes to these moments. Like, Clayton Kershaw is a first ballot, no doubt, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest we've seen. But you cannot sit here and and find any reason to point to the fact that he just hasn't been it in the playoffs in his career. He's had the right moments, but he hasn't had all of them. He just got shelled by a young Diamondbacks team. Six runs. Didn't finish an inning. That criticism is warranted. Houston just blew a huge game, or, uh, you know, just just dealt with a huge, massive uh, split after the Twins came out roaring in game two. Guess what? The Twins have been playing this and been ready to go, just like Houston had to fight their way in the playoffs. Every team should be looking at every game as win now, and I know they are. But it's not these other teams' faults. It's not the wild card teams' faults. It's not the teams that are taking advantage of their opportunity to get into the postseason and winning fault that they that they are going to the system. And the system that allows a team to get rest and healthier isn't rigged against the team that has more chances to lose and more chances for their playoff runs to end before those teams even play a game and the longer series. I just think that instead of looking at the flaws in the system, the flaws should the, the, the look and the and the flaws should be and, and the criticism should be pinpointed on the teams that underperform in the playoffs. Philly has gotten in and has been impressive both times, and they might not still win. Again, the, the Dodgers and the Braves both have plenty of time in the series to come back, plenty of talent, plenty of depth. But to immediately have to go in and start writing these pieces and start criticizing the format. Sorry, well, well, these markets, well, well, these teams, well, 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 this, well, 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 that, blah, 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 blah. It just seems a little hasty. And it's just more evidence that it's annoying to, it, it, it's, it's annoying to not be a fan of a, a coastal or a big brand or a big name team because you, you're never the cool one. Outside of maybe the Orioles, they get to be the cool one this year. But like, you know the Rangers. The the Rangers have built a team and and are out hitting people, and and have, and have had a, are taking their league leading offense and one of the best offenses in the league and going up and and doing the thing. The the the, the teams that lost in the wild card, one you know the the Rays were outmatched again in the playoffs. They fell short again when the lights were brightest. So it's not the formats issue. 
It comes down to the results on the field. It comes down to how the team manages and navigates and goes through a playoff season. They all know how the playoffs work. They all are aware of the format. And the break isn't necessarily that long. And some of the interesting points that were coming back uh, back out were if you ask teams at the end of the year what they'd want, the buy or the to keep the grind going through the wild card, they'll take the buy. Teams want to rest and get healthier and get ready to go. It's just a matter of you neglect the beauty of baseball playoffs when you're looking for these excuses for the big teams. I love the baseball playoffs because it seems time and time again, not every team, not every big powerhouse team falls, but a powerhouse team will fall. There is an upset in the early rounds. There is a team that goes on a run and goes all the way. That's what makes it fun and interesting. That's what makes it engaging because it's not just the one game of, of football or, 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 you know, winning a series takes a lot of effort and a lot of team effort and a lot of greatness. And while there's a lot of greatness in these teams, to be the greatest, you have to overcome the adversities of the moment. You have to overcome the issues that have played you. You have to find and 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 make the decisions and go in the directions and be risky enough to do the things to win a playoff game that you shouldn't be able to just because you're a, a, a big name or a, or a team that was that supposed that was favored or or whatever. To, to just go and lean off on, on complaining about the format. And baseball itself, I don't think you should really encourage any of this conversation if you're trying to continue to embrace this new world of and new era of baseball. Because I like, the, I like everything new. The playoffs are, the, the, the importance and the significance of the playoffs are not diminished to me. The regular season is not diminished to me. Because I'm a fan of a team that has fallen short of making it there multiple times. And more often than not, when they have made it there, have been extinguished quickly. With a couple of, with a, with a, with a couple of exceptions. I just, it just bothers me when teams that have high expectations immediately get passes for weird things like this. When it should be plain and simple... The Dodgers and the Braves need to step up in the situation. And I think the pressure in this situation is especially especially on the Dodgers. Cement the legacy of greatness and and be the dominant force that you are in the regular season in the in the in the biggest moments. And it's not the teams looking for that. And it's really not a big, you know, it's an interesting talking piece among people that talk about baseball. Hey, it gave me a whole bunch of talk about today on the show just one of those things where it's just like when you're a fan of an underdog team and when you're a fan of a of a team that's not a big popular team it's so hard to get any sort of coverage or discussion about you even when you make those big moments who's talking about the twins anybody and so when the focus goes away from these teams that are impressing these teams that are upsetting teams these teams that are overperforming by the metrics in certain cases that should be what we're looking at that should be what we're focusing on that's the story the story I, like truly like I, I don't think the format's all that broken I don't think the weight is all that 
long. Especially, I mean, there was a, especially when teams have to, you never know what could happen in a game. And especially if some of those series go to game three, who is an injury potential, all X, Y, Z could have happened. It's just how the dice have rolled so far this year. And we've had so much good progress in making the game exciting this year. Format issues and talking about this playoff stuff being a problem gets in the way of that. Because it really sets up and serves as a, what do you want, Major League Baseball? Do you want, which way are you going to go? Do you want the fast, new, exciting game, expanded playoffs, more teams, the regular season loses a little value, or do you want to go back to the wild card is very limited. The playoffs are the division winners and two extra teams. That's it. Because I think that's a step back in the wrong direction. I really like the format. I think the wild card being series is great. I think... The playoffs getting a little bit more time to breathe. In a because I mean, as you're navigating the the, you have to fight for so much airspace during football season anyway. Getting some time to breathe in the weeks and 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 getting time where where college football and 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 uh, the NFL aren't on and, and being able to fill the 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 time gaps in between those during the the sports calendar week are important. I don't know. It's just kind of my thoughts. And uh, I got one more thought for y'all coming up right after this. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. We're bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. You can find us on your favorite streaming service. You can also find us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, where we appreciate your support so, so much. Thank you so much for being part of the show by commenting in the Locked On Rockies YouTube comments section. Uh, My final thought for the playoffs is this. It's uh, Colorado take notes please the Rockies have to be I'm really just hoping that they're looking one at Arizona again a a team that we've talked a lot about being a benchmark or a team that the Rockies have been able to be compared to and a team that also lost 100 games not that long ago looking what they're doing and and putting themselves on notice and, and 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 getting getting that drive a little bit I mean, because it's just, if the Diamondbacks can do that, if the Diamondbacks can get there and uh, through what they've done and built what they've done, the Rockies can do so too. If the Diamondbacks can get back there and they can build an exciting team, the Rockies can do that as well. And I believe that when looking at other playoff teams. And when when I look at a team like the Rockies and when I look at them and compare them to other stuff, I think that they can bring a Phillies type energy where it's, if they get in, they can make some noise. Hasn't always happened. Hasn't been reflected. There's only been one example of that being the case. But I just feel like the Rockies could be a team where it's, ah, they got a division with a, with a perennial division winner. When they, when the next time they, make, they might be making some noise, going through the ebbs and flows of a season of, of lows and highs and this, we're not going to make it. And then they got a hot streak and, and, and big-time performances from a big-name player. I think the Rockies can bring that type of energy when they get back to the postseason. 
It's just a matter of will they get back there. I've been enjoying watching some of the postseason, and uh, I, I can't follow. I say I follow it too, too much because I, I, I like to watch some games and like to have some stuff on. But uh, once once the Rockies aren't playing as much, it's it's hard for me to be as engaged. But I, I just I just think that the playoffs have just been a really good mix this year. Just to go back to our and put a bow kind of on our, our conversation from segment number two, why I like this format, why I liked the playoff expansion or why I liked playoff expansion, why I liked the expansion for all the leagues to play each other is there's just a lot of exposure to some interesting teams mixed in with your, with your, with your big names and your longstanding teams in a, in a, in a, playoffs with no Yankees or Reds because just I mean if there were Yankees and Red Sox we'd be getting Yankees Red Sox Braves Astros uh, Dodgers all in the mix but right now when you're looking at, at how things there could be some great series I'm really hoping Baltimore can come back they showed some interesting stuff they're an interesting story Houston and the Minnesota series with the Correa drama. I mean, there's just a lot of really interesting stuff that that makes these playoffs and and the teams in it, like Arizona and 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 these and Baltimore with these young teams, just gives it a some some nice storylines. And and again, I think it's a good reflection of as we one of our main talking points this year of how different baseball is this year how different it was in 2023 and what it'll look like to come so been enjoying uh watching some playoffs for sure but uh would enjoy it a lot more if the rockies were involved folks that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on rockies thank you so much for joining us today thank you for making us your first listen of the day and thank you for finding us free and streaming on your favorite streaming services you can also Find us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. For your second listen of the day, stay up to date on all things Colorado sports with the Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Nuggets, and Locked On Buffs podcasts, all available on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until next time, I'm Paul Holden, signing off.